0: Hello everyone, my name is David Smith and this is the Armchair Commentary. On this week's episode, I like big busts and I cannot lie, we are talking about the world of busts. And I don't mean uh, statuesque heads and I don't mean uh, bosom. What I do mean are players who are hyped up, amped up, promoted as such, given the Don King treatment... And then flame out, sometimes in spectacular fashion, sometimes before they even take the field. If you already haven't done so, please make sure to hit the subscribe button. We appreciate every single one of you who take the time out of your day to give us a listen. If you would like to follow us on the socials, we are at armchair common two, at Steve Steele 23 And lastly, if you can support this podcast, we appreciate anyone that can. Head over to patreon.com slash armchair commentary. Check out the tiers. There are some low tiers, not a problem. Super inexpensive. Uh, just asking if anybody can support us. We appreciate it. Without further ado, I like big busts. And we're back again. Uh, another week in sports has passed. Um, I mean, we, uh, I guess last time we talked, we weren't quite eliminated yet. If I'm correct. Did we go through that pain already? Sorry. Uh, know. no, last, the Raptors got eliminated last Friday night. So, so we just, uh, just missed having to deal with that pain and we're not going uh, to, <laughs> uh, and it's over, uh, what do you think about uh, right now? And uh, I'm going to try to keep it Raptor centric, but not on the actual team about all of the nonsense Kauai hate going on right now. As you know, the Clippers were eliminated um, and everyone uh, and their dog who is on Raptors Twitter in particular, follow us at Steve steel, 23 at armchair common too, um, are slagging on Kawhi as if the reason he left was uh, strictly to go play for a better team. If that, if that was, I, I, that was yeah, the only reason he left.
1: Well, I mean, let's be fair here. Um, but 60% of Raptors Twitter became Raptors fans in about May of 2019, so like, we can forgive their ignorance. Um, <laughs> that being said, I mean, it's not just Kawhi hate from Raptors Twitter. It's Kawhi hate from across the board. Uh, Lakers fans are reveling in the fact the Clippers lost. Uh, Raptors fans seem to be reveling in the fact the Clippers lost. And, of course, Spurs fans are reveling in the fact the Clippers lost.
0: Spurs fans revel. Nuggets
1: Nuggets fans are reveling in the fact the Clippers lost. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot of NBA Twitter coming at it right now. And honestly, like Kawhi had a bad game. He had a bad game at a bad time to have a bad game. He was fantastic the entire series and had no help. And then when it came down to it, he just, I think he, he, I think, I think it just just wasn't there. When you're facing doubles and triple teams and no one else in your team is a threat to do anything, that can happen. It kind of happened in game seven against Philly last year when none of the Raptors could do anything. And he, we just eked it out thanks to a miracle shot that he made. But he, that Clippers team wasn't as deep as the Raptors team and they couldn't keep it close. And um, they just, they died. They blew a 3 1 lead and died. Jamal Murray and Jokic are no joke, and people are overlooking them already with the Lakers. But those guys have been down three-one twice in these playoffs, and have uh, come back and won it seven both times. So, I mean, until they're dead, I'm not writing them off. Uh, until that final buzzer sounds in that elimination game and they're lost, I, 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 I think Kawhi, like a lot of people, overvalued Paul George as a teammate. And, uh, <laughs> I no, I'm not trying to be mean on Paul George. Paul George is
0: good. I, a t- I, know, you're I uh, know you're not.
1: But like. Paul George has a very real ceiling that people just aren't willing to accept yet. And obviously they both grew up in LA. They're friends. They came up playing basketball together. They get drafted the same year, like, or a year apart, I believe. Like, they're they're basically in the same program, right? They didn't go to the same schools or anything, but, like, they're from the same program. And they're, yeah. they're friends, lifelong friends, and they wanted to play together. And Kawhi did not leave the Raptors because of... Wanted to play for a better team. He wanted to live in Los Angeles, where he's from, close to his family, and he wanted to play with his friend. And if the, those are the two major factors. But if the Raptors had pulled the trigger and gotten playoff P, or pandemic P, or whatever you want to call them, he would have stayed a Raptor. So we didn't get Paul George. We got someone that played worse than Paul George in these playoffs, and Pascal Siakam, because he was supposed to be traded for Paul George. A second team, all NBA, by the way, averaging 12 points on 18 shots a game in the playoffs so that was great love that for pascal but we're not going to bury him today yeah man it it was tough like i i don't understand why people are so upset but again most of these people just became fans in may last year so they just expect to win championships every year now because they're morons because i mean same thing that happened with jays fans a few years ago where like you know there's true blue jays fans and then there's those fair weather fans the raptors missed the playoffs next year there probably won't be much left of raptors twitter right like canadian sports fans are the greatest bandwagon jumpers on earth So, um, yeah, no, um, I I have no issues with Kawhi. He had a bad game. It is what it is. He's still one of the best basketball players in the world. He's still my favorite basketball player in the NBA. I don't really care. Am I happy he's a clipper? No, but, like, I don't begrudge him. I never thought in my lifetime I'd see the Raptors win a championship. Kawhi made that possible. So uh, there's no hate here nothing but love. Uh, Better luck next year. I hope they get some depth around him so he can actually win again. He's literally at the peak of his powers right now, and he deserves to have a good team around him. Now, unfortunately, he didn't make the – Demands that OKC made to get Paul George out of that sinking ship. But, you know, he has to deal with the consequences of it. People blaming Doc Rivers are morons, too. Doc Rivers is a fantastic head coach. But, again, the same people that are blaming Doc Rivers are the same type of people that are saying Pascal Siakam's still young. So, you know, whatever. The the hat on a hat aspect. Doc Rivers is one of the best coaches in the NBA. The team failed. It wasn't very deep. They didn't have a true ball handling point guard. And they didn't have a true center. And the two positions they killed them at were point guard and center. So, I mean, Lakers are going to have very similar problems when Anthony Davis tries to match up with Jokic, and they have no answer for Jamal Murray on the other side. Um, plus, my is Jamal Murray. Guy. What's that? Shout out to the Canadian kid Jamal Murray. kitchener born Jamal Murray. Yeah, absolutely love him. Uh, love Joker too. I think he may be the most criminally underrated basketball player in the world right now. I mean, think people are seeing it now. I think because of what's happening, I think Joker is going to finally get his due. But I'm I got pretty it.
0: sure in our um, NBA preseason episode, I want to say like a year ago, uh, <laughs> ago. Did a over overrated underrated, and I hit you with Joker as underrated, um, which surprised you. Um, not because I hit you with Joker as underrated, but that I brought up. Um, you yeah, that even brought him up was the shock. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. I um... <laughs> um, I I've been a big fan of his for a long time. I think he plays very well, and I think that uh, there is very little respect being thrown his way. I I saw Lakers Twitter jumping up saying that he wasn't going to block their shots, and I was like, I don't know what you think is going to happen, but I'll tell you what is going to happen. Uh, it's just not going to be a fun matchup. I don't see them. I I see I see them being a handful for whoever they play. Uh, the rest of the way out. I, I have a feeling um, that they'll be able to handle the Lakers. That's not to say they can they can win it all. I'm just saying I think the Lakers aren't as well-equipped uh, to handle them. If the Clippers couldn't do it, I see the Lakers built kind of similarly. But LeBron yeah. instead of Kawhi. So I don't know. Um, in baseball, we're kind of winding down um, the season. We're getting closer to playoffs. The Jays keep getting lit up. Uh, yeah. uh, do you believe that it is important for the star players in baseball to be in the game, even when they're against your team? I had this kind of conversation the other day on Twitter where someone was saying um, they're really glad that Aaron Judge was... I said I was really glad Aaron Judge is back. Um, I just wish he wasn't doing it against the Jays, because he's notoriously a J killer. I think he's like, he's like OPS is like through the roof of course he struck out the first two times and his first game back and then they still rocked so um i i wonder like what do you what how do you feel about that do you believe in like the good of the game like the best players should be playing um or would you rather like have your team playing against you know the scranton wilkes bear yankees
1: if you can field your best team you do it just i'm looking at it now the jays are the only playoff caliber team right now with a run differential in the negative because of the beating they've been taking the last few nights. The Mets gave them one like 19 one, the Yankees, the Jays have a minus 17 run differential and are four games above 500.
0: They are, they were minus 34 defensive runs saved as in an average defensive team, like a, just your run of the mill average team would have scored, had 34 less runs scored against it. That is awful. Awful. 34 runs. No one's in the negative that much. No one. No one's even close. It's a They're playing pretty awful. And you have guys like Tanner Rourke saying that he can go through the lineup four times. And it's like, well, I don't even know if you can make it through two times there, Jabroni. Let's uh, worry about the first two before we start talking about you know, getting through three and four. Uh, I've I'm not. I know you're not a big analytics guy, um, but the eye test tells you that uh, the the more times you see a pitcher, the better you can key up on them. Unless, well, that's not analytics. That's baseball. But yeah, that is. The, well, no, the analytics of it is the third time through the lineup. Statistically speaking, you have like a twenty point batting average hike. Well, I mean, against the same pitcher, so.
1: Okay, so before analytics, we used to just call that guys getting tired and guys seeing everything they had in the law of diminishing returns. Now we put numbers yeah. on it, but we used to just call that law of diminishing returns. That 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 wasn't that wasn't a revelation that analytics provided to us, is what I'm trying to say. There are things yeah. in analytics that are um, what we could say were a revelation in certain aspects in all sports, but I'd like to point out that the one of the worst like defensive net rating goals against team in hockey right now is waiting for the winner of the other series in the Stanley cup final. So analytics can suck my dick.
0: I thought the Stanley cup final was uh, set. I thought we were going Dallas stars, Tampa lightning, the Tampa, the game's tonight. Is it? all oh, they lost?
1: Yeah, so, they're still there. Okay. It's, it's, so, it's live right now. Oh no, it goes live in about, it goes live now basically, but yeah, the, the Isles can push it seven, but either way, if you, the Dallas, the Dallas stars are one of the most analytic, I think the worst analytically rated Stanley cup finalists in years, but yet there they are. So whatever.
0: Yes. Um, I don't, I was actually talking to a friend of the show, Matt salon white about, um, the stars. And I said, I don't find them entertaining. And he said, they are a hard hitting, uh, high scoring team. What do I not find entertaining? And I said, I think it's just because they slog around. And I also commented that I'm a Habs fan, so I'm used to a lot of skating fast, but not necessarily scoring. (laughs) What we do. Listen, Montreal Canadiens fans are not used to scoring goals, uh, not since like the 70s and 80s. We don't really see that, so. Either Um, way, here's the Dallas Stars. Shout out! Sure. Shout out, Dallas! Uh, for go getting on
1: and there. Win. Cover it right up the nerds' asses, Dallas! Please, it go, is, Dallas!
0: Uh, it's nice to see a, a like a little bit of a change of pace in terms of teams making it to the finals. Um, isn't
1: it, isn't it that bad? In the NHL, like it seems to be, generally a, a different team every year. At least one. Yeah. It's not like well, the NBA. you LeBron versus the Warriors for four straight years or three straight years. Correct.
0: Yeah, but like, there's a lot of. Um, like Nashville makes it a lot. And uh, I mean, the Islanders capitals, there's usually one of the like big powers on either the East or the West that's competing for it. Um, but it's nothing like the NBA, nothing, not even close or what the NFL used to be for a long time. I mean, for a bunch of years, there it was new England and the giants. and Then it was new England and the Seahawks. And it just kind of uh, it, finally, where I think we're at a point now where we may see some, but then, the Chiefs and Ravens are going to compete for a while. I don't know. We'll see. The NFL is a different animal. Speaking of which, um, it is Thursday night game night. Uh, we have another uh, thriller of Browns Bengals.
1: Guess <laughs> what I'm not watching today.
0: I, although I already canceled my zone, so never mind. I can't. I have to go and stream it. It is um, – so – Aside from it being Browns-Bengals, the Bengals drafted first overall and they grabbed um, one-year phenom Joe Burrow and they put him right into the starting role. And
2: was bad. Uh,
0: it, is, it is what it is. They, they, they needed a quarterback. Uh, they let Dalton walk and he's, I think, backing up Dak Prescott now. Um, there are countless guys in the NFL over the last four years even, maybe, well, over the last like 25, 30 years, but over the last four years in particular that have been handed the reins of a team without having fully been made aware of what they're getting themselves into. And Burrow's the latest example of that. I personally look at the guy and wonder, um, is this really the answer the Bengals were looking for? And my honest opinion and my honest thought is, Probably not. Um, I got to looking at it and I thought, why don't we take a walk down memory lane and talk about the biggest bust? Now, before anyone roasts me, I'm not saying Burrow is a bust. He's had one game. I'm saying Burrow could be a bust. I don't see his longevity in the NFL lasting. But the guys we're going to talk about are um, definitely certified busts. Like There is no doubt about it. Um, What do you think about quarterbacks taking over early, early, early? I know you and I both had a chat about uh, Tua being in the best situation right now because he's not starting. But then immediately after I said that, I read an article where everyone was calling for Tua to start because Fitzmagic doesn't have it anymore. He never had it. To be honest Jesus. with you, but well, he did. I mean, he's, he's been a serviceable at best quarterback who can put he up is, a
1: bunch he, of he's he's an average to above average starting NFL quarterback. Let's be fair. Yes. Like he, yeah. Like if you look at his
0: like, career, early in his career, he was above average starting NFL quarterback. And now he has taken a beating. He has been through awful systems in the Jets and the Dolphins. And he's and just the Bill, been and the, the the Bills Bills and the Bills and the Bucks. Uh, Everywhere. He's, been Everywhere. he's the Johnny Cash right now. Yeah, I know. Um it's nice. it's one of those things where he is just taking a beating, and I don't know how much his body's got left to give, but he's gonna keep going out there because that's what he knows what to do. And I just don't see him. So he's not he's not a bust, but he's never really had like team saving it. You're not gonna you weren't expecting uh Fitzpatrick to come in and win you. 10, 12 games, were you like, is that, was that your expectation, Miami? If it was, I don't know what to tell you. You're not watching the same game I am. Um, So what do you think? Do you think quarterbacks need the time? And then maybe we can talk about some guys who, uh, who we like, what we actually think a bust is because I've, I've had this conversation and people have brought up some interesting names and I want to know what you think uh, about some of those names. Plus what your take is on what an actual bust is.
1: All right, so you kind of asked me about three questions here. <laughs> so I'll start yeah, with the so first one, with rookie quarterbacks, and I hate it. I hate rookie quarterbacks. I don't like seeing it. All the most aside, you know, actually, I don't think I think Roethlisberger started, but generally, the most successful rookie quarterbacks spend a year on the bench. Um, yeah. it's I I think I think the only one I could ever think of that got thrown in as a rookie under the fire that was successful. I think Russell Wilson might have. But the one I know for a fact is Ben Roethlisberger. But if you go back and watch Ben Roethlisberger's rookie season, he was throwing the ball like 8 to 12 times a game. So he, he may have not been benched for a year, but he was definitely, definitely, definitely leashed to the point of like absurdity. I remember one game he threw the ball seven times in his rookie season. By the way, Pittsburgh went 15 and won his rookie season. So you can look at that and go, wow, he was great, but he was throwing the ball like seven to nine times a game. I think the, I think a season high that year was 16 passes. So yeah, um, it just doesn't it doesn't happen very often. No, it, but like again, like oh no, I actually Peyton Manning got thrown to the wolves his first year. Uh, he had 26 touchdown passes and 26 interceptions. Like there's not a huge track record of rookie QB success. I think Cam did all right his rookie year. But I, I find quarterbacks that run more tend to be more successful than your prototypical old white man beat my dick six five quarterback that stands in the pocket like a statue and delivers like somewhat strikes somewhat not bombs. Speaking of not throwing strike shots, to Tom Brady, but um, yeah, <laughs> um, Nah, man, like I, I think two is in the best situation. And also, you brought up the point that the media is already calling for two to take the reins from Fitzmagic or whatever the hell you want to call him. I think it's a bad decision. I think it would ruin his confidence. The pieces aren't there yet. The team's not ready yet for Tua. is going to be a really interesting wrinkle when we finally get to see him in the NFL. He's had hip problems. Let him sit a year. Let his body recuperate. Let everything fall into place like it needs to. Maybe give him, the, maybe him, give him some garbage time minutes or something like that. But otherwise, keep him on the shelf. And I think he'll turn out to be the finally – replacement the Dan Marino, they've been looking for for the last 20 years but they have to do that if you throw them out there with that garbage football team they have and let them get beat up like sam darnold has because he went in as a rookie or bradford or oh my god there's so many like casualties uh kyler murray didn't look good on sunday even though they won i find the best court aaron Rodgers sat for what two years on a Favre? five like there's drew brees sat for a year or two under doug flutie um like, yep. the best quarterback, other than Peyton Manning. Tom Brady sat for a year or two, I believe. And he wasn't yep. great even when he started. So, um, yeah, no, there's no reason to rush these guys in. And I get you spend your first overall pick, and you, a lot of times first overall picks can be impact players, but they're not quarterbacks. Um, there's too much to learn. There's too much the defense to end Oh,
2: yeah, you can plug on in a
1: rookie offense. linebacker, and he can make an impact. Or you can plug in a rookie offensive lineman like the Colts did a couple of years ago and make it be phenomenal. You can do that. But there's just too much responsibility at the quarterback position. And the league is so quarterback heavy. Expecting that much out of a rookie quarterback is just foolish. It just breaks them. They get hit a lot. They get shell-shocked. The reason why the greatest busts of all time are almost all quarterbacks is for a reason. And they all got thrown to the dogs. David Carr, I don't know if he's considered one of the all-time greatest busts. David Carr got the shit kicked out of him for the first two years in his league. Never recovered. Joey Harrington got thrown to the dogs. Never recovered. I don't think these are necessarily fundamentally bad quarterbacks. I think it's fundamentally bad systems, bad coaches, and bad teams that get these young players that are used to nothing being gods and like rock stars their entire lives getting mauled by grown men. And
0: it, it just doesn't um,
1: do well for the psyche.
0: If you if you want to see an example of a quarterback who psychologically just got completely destroyed. Look no further than Nate Peterman and the Buffalo Bills. So Nate Peterman gets put in um, with a garbage offensive line. No offensive we- uh, weapons to help him out. And he makes a couple of bad plays. He's he's a young rookie. He doesn't know. like He's trying to figure it out. He's learning the offense. I think he was like the second or third stringer. He's only in this position because of injuries. He gets put in. After that game, he gets taken out. So you put him in, you give him the confidence, you're like, all right, we're you're our guy. Let's let's figure this out. Let's do it. Then you take him out, and then you need him again, and you call on him again, and he has another bad moment, and you take him out again, and then you put him in again, you take him out again, and every time you do that, you shatter the man's confidence, and of course, he throws a pick, and he throws a pick, and everybody goes, ah, oh, he did it again, and without having the ability to make the mistake, how many picks do you think did Peyton Manning throw in his rookie? What
1: Twenty six. Right. He went twenty six so, and twenty six. He kind of had a Jameis Winston, where Jameis Winston threw thirty two and thirty two last year, I believe. Peyton yeah. went twenty six and twenty six. Also, that Colts team was god
0: awful. Right, He's and right. that's what I'm saying. He was he was a young quarterback. He was learning it, but they weren't putting him in and taking him out. It was this is our guy. Let's figure it out. It's going to take time, and they didn't do that with the guy. And now I'm not saying that Nate Peterman was a world beater. He's not like some guy that you would um, go out and draft first overall. He's not. On my list is of oh,
1: Trubisky's another one, by the way, of guys. That probably he is, aged on the bench.
0: Yeah, he's um, he's a guy that I'm using as an example of having your psyche completely shattered by terrible coaching decisions and an awful team around you. What is that guy supposed to do? You put him in. He made a mistake. You took him out. But then you need him again and you put him back in and he made another mistake. So what is he like? He's he's left with no choice. Then he got traded and signed somewhere else and then they brought in Tyrod Taylor and I was like, Well, I think he signed with the Chargers and they brought in Tyrod and I was like, No, no, no.
1: And Tyrod, well, I mean like, the Bills Taylor. have a history. The Bills have a long history of it. Uh JP Lossman's another one. Lots of guys in Buffalo over the years. Um but another really good point to like drive home about this is like to show you what it means to at least stick with them. Eli Manning his rookie season the, the the Giants were five and two and they benched Kurt Warner for Eli Manning because they'd given up so much to get him yeah and he was otherworldly awful his rookie season I, I don't know if I th- there probably is somebody that is worse like Jamarcus Russell or whatever the case may be but on a pretty good team I don't think there's ever been a quarterback rookie as bad as Eli Manning was I don't I don't think he had a touchdown pass in his first like Six games. I, it's a long, We're going back a long time. My memory's good, but it's not that good. But I know he was otherworldly awful with, like, stat lines of, like, you know, five of 22 and stuff like that, like, really bad. But there yeah. came a point where, like, the Giants were going to try to save their season and they were going to yank him. And Kurt Warner's like, you can't do that now. Even though it, it, it wasn't self-serving, got another reason why I have a ton of respect for Kurt Warner is, even though it would have been self-serving for Warner to do so because he was going to be a free agent at the end of the year, obviously they'd gone with their guy. He said, you can't do that to him. You can't ruin him. Like, you'll ruin him if you do that. And he refused <laughs> to take the job back out of respect for, like, Herodic Eli, or, like what that would do to his psyche. His career. So, um, like, Patrick Mahomes were on the bench for a year. Um, you know, like, he sat behind Alex Smith. And now look at Patrick Mahomes. He, like, if you're noticing Patrick all the guys I'm listening to for a year. What's that?
0: Lamar Jackson did the same thing. They benched Yeah, Lamar Jackson. I, mean,
1: I think Deshaun Watson did too, if I'm not mistaken. He might not have
0: though. I don't know. Uh, he might have actually.
1: Yeah, he might like have I, I find. What's that? Yeah, behind Osweiler. I think you're right. He yeah. So, or Osweiler led to Deshaun Watson. Hold on. Let's let's take a look. <laughs> uh, I, I don't want to say that term. <laughs> I know the thing is Houston Texan fans, so no one's going to be able to correct us. Um, yeah. His rookie year was 2017. He started six games, so I, he came in due to injury, but I, yeah. yeah, he was drafted yeah. to number one. So yeah, yeah, like I, the history shows guys that get to spend a year or two learning before getting into the game are often better than guys that um, get thrown to the wolves. Joe Burrow's getting thrown to the wolves, and no, again, I'm not going to call him a bust, but not looking good because of that he did not look good the other day and it wasn't because he's bad it's just that Bengals team is awful that line is awful that coach is awful there's nothing that that team is bad for, that team got you for a reason they didn't get that much better in the offseason they didn't build a better team around Joe Burrow and so I, I don't know Tua should stay on the bench. I'm I'm begging. I'm making a verbal plea, even though I trash Florida sports. I'm a verbal plea. The Miami Dolphins do not do Tua like that. Like just ride, let Fitzpatrick ride it out one last time, and go to Tua next year. You'll get another high draft pick. You have a good draft spot. You can probably you can probably pick some really good pieces, and you can be really good in the future going forward. And also, I think Tua's body needs it. Uh, to be frank, uh, that guy had some definitely his, his stock fell a bit because of the injuries he suffered in college. So, the longer you wait for him, the better. And I don't give a damn about the media needing a headline by starting the lottery pick. I I don't care. I'm not a Dolphins fan. Don't care if the Dolphins flounder and die forever. But for the sake of young quarterbacks, I often wish they would get a year or two to just – I don't like – what we're about to do is we're about to bury a bunch of guys that were rock stars for the first 20 years of their life and then are considered losers for the rest of it. So – I, I don't I don't relish talking about busts, but I think we've talked about enough about modern sports. Let's get into it.
0: Um so whenever I think of busts, um I typically uh immediately actually go to the Cleveland Browns. Um because their revolving door at quarterback has been well documented, well charted, and uh pretty impressive, actually. I don't know if uh, anyone has been able to start more quarterbacks than Cleveland. They must be going after some sort of Guinness record. I don't understand it. Um, so I the, – like the, the main guy that comes to my, like, head, and I'm just going to start off with – and this is in no particular order – is uh, is Johnny Football. Um,
1: there are and, a ton casted, cast dating guys castrating guys that are picked in the, the lead at first round. I get it. Any first-round pick is a bust in football. It's not like other sports. But like, yeah, he's a bust. He was, but everyone could see the writing on the wall with him a mile away. One, he got drafted by Cleveland. Never a good place to go. Sorry, Jason. Two, the man liked the party. It wasn't, it wasn't a secret at all. Uh, And, you know, it just, his issues were clearly laid out before you and, Little tiny quarterbacks that run around and hustle and make plays and like, have gift of God type plays in college don't often pan out in the NFL. Shout out to Vince Young, uh, although Vince Young was a little. Um, but th- that there's a there's a place for guys like that in college football. College football has heroes of guys that like Jim, Tim Tebow is one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time. Couldn't get a sniff in the NFL. And Denver started them just because they kept, they, kept, they, they weren't winning because of him. They were winning in spite of him. So yeah. it's, it's tough, man. Like Manziel, I guess, but like I'll tell you when you're like, if anything, like, let's be frank. Well, okay. the
0: reason he went 22 overall was because of his off field issues. It wasn't because of his, 22. his talent.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, but we, 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 there was red flags everywhere on that guy.
0: And I, 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 12, I, I, 12, I guess maybe one other teams didn't take him. That's what yeah. I'm saying. 21, 21 teams said, nah. I mean, not everybody needs a quarterback, but there are 21 other teams ahead of him. And if his pedigree was so good, and it was in college, he won the Heisman, I think, didn't he? Yeah, he won yeah. the Heisman. So, yeah. like, we're talking about someone who was college athlete, uh, top tier, and he just he couldn't get it. I mean, he, did, he wasn't emotionally and mentally, he was not ready to be an adult. And do adult things and the NFL of all, uh, of all places to get like, to go play sports, uh, you need to do adult things like fucking immediately. (laughs) Like they're like, here's a, uh, 12 manual playbook. Congratulations on becoming the quarterback of the worst team in the NFL no offense, Florida. I know you're, you're really pushing for it. Um, but we're going to
1: talk this week. It looks like but continue.
0: Uh, the, um, it's not like you, you, the guy's walking in and he's like, all right, so we'll just adapt your college playbook. No, no, no. Here's a whole new set of plays. Here's a brand new way to call signals. You need to learn how to read these defenses. NFL players are faster and bigger. So you need to do it at a faster pace. It just, it, it was a recipe oh, yeah. for disaster from the beginning.
1: And everyone's been watching everything you do. Yes. <laughs> over a and 20, over again. In a loop.
0: For a 22nd pick, he was probably the, like, one of the more hyped guys ever. You would think that he was a first overall
1: pick. Was, was he more hyped than Matt Leinart?
0: No. Matt Leinart is also on my list. Yeah, of course. Because like I, I feel like
1: Matt Leinart, uh Matt Lineart or like because Brady Quinn was taken by Cleveland around the same spot. <laughs> You're not giving him yeah. it. So like I think Manziel hard is a headline grabber, hard. and I think that's why he gets tagged like this. I'm wrong. Manziel was bad, and he's definitely a bust by the definition. But I know I there's much worse people than Johnny Manziel. were about to go through, and I know Manziel's bad, but like it's this is get-
0: I know, I know. Who do you got? Hit me with a bust.
1: I'm going to go with one of the most famous ones just to start because I love the story. I don't know why. I, yeah, I think he's because he's such a colossal dickhead in real life that I love the story. Remember I said I didn't, I didn't relish most of this? I relish this one. i going with Ryan Leaf. You're going to go Ryan Leaf? All right. Oh, yeah. Ryan Leaf is a spectacular bust. Like, that guy is – San Diego gave up everything to get that guy. And the fun. my favorite – the story – I think I probably told the story in the podcast before, but I'll revisit it here again because, you know, we might have new listeners or whatever the case may be. Um – Ryan Leaf, than uh, than the, the meetings before the draft, was more concerned about having his hot tub parties than talking to NFL executives. He was one of those guys that just been a rock star his whole life, had a cannon of an arm, had everything handed to him, just just had it. And yeah. he was asking about like you know what the party scene was in the cities, and like you know if he wanted to come back to his hot tub party that he was going to have later on. And Peyton Manning walked in and was like, "I want the playbook right now." Yeah. <laughs> he, he sat down at the desk, and he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't sit there and uh, waste his time. He was there to get all the details, everything he wanted to memorize the playbook. He wanted film. He wanted. He asked questions about how their play calling tendencies. Defense, like you know what they plan to do for you know the offensive line <laughs> and blocking teams. Whereas What's Ryan, Leif, my- like Ryan Leaf, like yo, do you guys have a blow dealer? And what is the best hot tub in the city? Like that was, that was literally a thing. Like that was, you could read the story. And I remember I had the Sports Illustrated when I was a kid because I had the uh, subscription, and it was Leaf or Manning, and all the experts in the magazine had Leaf being better than Manning. I know, I know, it's crazy to think that Ryan Leaf would have ever considered better than Peyton Manning. But Manning had choked in numerous bowl games with Tennessee, and everyone thought Ryan Leaf was the future of quarterback. I believe he went to Washington or Washington State, I believe, where Leaf came from. And he was, like, he was the next Dan Marino. He He was all those things. Peyton was kind of like the bookworm quarterback, and people kind of laughed at him, and he was a choker. Is what his label was, and I guess he kind of still was. I mean, kind. I'm not going to say he was, but you know, he kind of was. But anyway, as a Colts fan, I didn't say that. Um, but yeah, Ryan Leaf. Uh, I think he was. I, I think the Chargers literally like gave up on him after about a year and a half, numerous injuries, a B and E, about three or four drug charges. Uh, now he's got like domestic assault. I think he's in prison. I think Ryan Leaf's in jail, in prison right now. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, let me do a quick Google. Ryan Leaf.
0: Just so yeah. you know, what everybody when Steve says they gave up uh, everything to get him, uh, Arizona traded its first round selection, the number two pick, that's what sent to San Diego, um, for a third and thirty third pick in the and first round selection in ninety nine, the eighth pick in ninety nine, plus a running back Eric Metcalf and a linebacker Patrick Sapp. So <laughs> the Chargers gave up three picks. And two players to get Ryan Leaf. Three picks and two players.
1: If no worse, someone put the Saints up to get Ricky Williams. They get their entire draft, but Ricky Williams ended up being a fantastic NFL player.
0: So, Yeah. Shout out to Minnesota for taking Randy Moss with the 21 pick in that same draft. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, I think he's actually back in prison. He did a five year bid, but I'm pretty sure he went back. On May 23rd, 2020, he was arrested for domestic battery. So given that he's been on probation numerous times, Washington State, I was correct. He, read, he led the Cougars to the Rose Bowl 97, went on to be second-over by the Chargers. Three-year career, he spent two years in prison after being arrested in 2012. Yeah. Oh, man. Life worked hey, to serve his life around after releasing and landed a job as a college football analyst with ESPN in 2019. I doubt he still has that job. So Ryan Leaf is, to me, the biggest bust of all time. So I wanted to get him off the table early
0: um the other guy that we i think we should get off the table is um jamarcus russell
1: he's number two i'd say i think he only lasted like a year or two uh, within three years as well uh famous story
0: he's in the talks for for uh one of the biggest of all time i know that leaf is everybody's kind of go-to but uh man did he ever flame out in a uh, in a historically bad flat? That came
1: to the first first overall Canadian basketball player. He had no work ethic.
0: And uh, Yes.
1: Again, a case of one of those guys that had all the physical gifts in the world and was a rock star their whole life, and then he came into a league where everybody had been rock stars their entire life. And guess what happens when that happens? Uh, it's the guys that work the hardest.
0: There's not a lot of natural gifts in the NFL. Guys work hard. Hard to be great in the NFL,
2: and that's just uh, who it Yeah, is.
0: well, that's what I, that's when you were talking about Peyton Manning talking about you know, let me see the playbook. Peyton's asking football questions because it's a football interview. That's what it's for. Ryan Leaf oh, was but... asking party questions because that's what oh. he, he wanted to go to the best situation to party.
1: Peyton Manning is a football like machine, right? Yes, like, I, I, I'm pretty sure the only reason he's not a coach in the NFL is is he can't be bothered. <laughs> like that, that guy could like. Peyton could be like, didn't, they, didn't like somebody just offer Peyton like a ludicrous amount of money to be an announcer once a week and he turned that down?
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, do you know what I think it is for Peyton? I think he thinks at such a high level that if you don't get it, it's frustrating for him. I think he's one of those people that just sees the game. Different. Like Peyton Manning could talk to um, like Tony Dungy and Bill Belichick about football. No problem. But if you and I were asking him questions about things, we'd be like, uh, and he'd be like, "Never mind. Nationwide is on my side, whatever he's doing. <laughs> it's, I, I just don't see him able to kind of translate that down to a coaching level. That's why I see Pate. I don't see him doing it. Um, Jamarcus Russell, um, first overall, is bad. It's, it's yes. real bad. He held out all training camp, um, started one game in his rookie year, By 2010, he's out of the league. (laughs) Never lived... I mean, certainly never lived up to a first-round pick, but I don't even know if he lived up to any pick, to be honest with you. Number two pick in that draft was Calvin Johnson. Number three pick in that draft was the only good pick Cleveland has ever made in the last 10 years, Joe Thomas, the tackle. Um, AP was taken seventh in Mm -hmm. that draft. (laughs) Marshawn was taken 12th. Uh, Like. hold
1: on. Wait. I'm sorry to interrupt. Jack Del Rio got fired after winning the opening week one win for Washington. Looking for a credit card. Probably. No, he did. He was fired. (laughs) The Redskins fired a winning head coach. (laughs) He only coached one game as far as
0: I know. I don't want to uh, speculate, but was Del Rio part of the um, Washington Post article that's being constructed that we talked about briefly off air? Pretty uh, quick, analysis, by the way.
1: Um, the, like,
0: taking of passports. got
1: the job in twenty twenty. So I mean, I don't know how.
0: Yeah, I don't
1: this know. For like a game, so
0: yeah, I mean, if. What? Yeah, he hadn't yeah. coached in three years. Like Washington's a mess. I they know, but like,
1: by God, man, he's one and zero, and he gets fired. <laughs> like, I, I, sorry, the breaking news interruption. Like we all know, like Dan Snyder's a flaming moron, but like, my
0: what? <laughs> so let me get this straight: the most winningest coach in terms of percentage in Washington football team's history <clears throat> was just fired.
1: Better than Joe Gibbs, baby. Oh, my (laughs) God. I I hate interrupting. I'm sorry because, like, I was looking up something else football-related. And all of a sudden, I just see Jack Del Rio fired after winning gritty week one game over the Eagles. I'm like, (laughs) Like, it's first game. How do you get fired after one game? Like, what? Oh, God. Maybe because I'm putting smoking again. I don't know. But that just rubbed me the wrong way entirely. We're talking about Jamarcus Russell. We'll go back to that. Um, Jamarcus Russell – Probably is the greatest bust of all time, but it's stiff competition out there, man. Um, the 2007 draft being absolutely loaded probably helps make him that. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure the Manning draft was pretty loaded as
0: well. Yeah, um, it was. It was. Um, there were Hall of Famers, like, all over that draft. <laughs> I'm going to look it up, bro. So, yeah.
1: I mean, uh... Fred Taylor, Keith Brookman, the Chaos Spikes, Dyson. Okay, it's Randy Moss. Yeah. But Moss had off-field issues and fell, so. Yes. Whew. I know. know. Joe Um, Germany. Let's keep going.
0: Well, do you want to go to um, our other favorite city to bag on, uh, Detroit? Because for two years, they made just – uh, bust after they made picking busts. Um, I mean, a sport in itself. In uh, taking Harrington in 0-2. and then uh, I think there were you. You had mentioned there were a couple of wide receivers that they took. Um,
1: but Charles Rogers, it, it Roy Williams, and Mike Williams. I believe are the three. Then they drafted an outside linebacker, and then they drafted Megatron. In four years, in five years, they drafted four wide receivers in the first round.
0: So. Where do you, I mean, where do you even start? First off, Joey Harrington, uh, example of a guy getting thrown to the Wolves too fast, also
1: coming into it, a god awful team, the Matt Millen Detroit Lions. Good yes. lord, yeah, Oof, um, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think Joey Harrington was ever that good to begin with, but um, although there were, I remember, uh, if I remember correctly, I think it was him the night of the Heisman ceremony, they put billboards up about how he should win the Heisman. He didn't end up winning the Heisman, by the way, but. He was pretty highly touted. He just never had, like I don't know, man. I, again, got thrown of the Wolves couldn't catch on anywhere else. But even with even good teams, his backups he looked terrible. Guys just get wrecked, uh, and Joey Harrington's one of those guys. Although I don't know if he qualifies as like an all time bust, uh, but maybe. Uh, think about it. I mean,
0: I mean, David Carr went first overall in that draft,
1: and he's That's just a bad. big
0: bust technically. But he got the shit kicked out of him. They David no Carr is. David Carr is interesting. So maybe that's a good, this is a good point to kind of break down what, what constitutes a true bust because there are guys who don't live up to their expectation because of injuries. Um, And then there are guys who don't have the like ability to live up to the, like there's a difference between um, Eddie Murphy's, my girl wants to party all the time guys like, Manziel and Ryan Leaf versus guys like David Carr, who probably had the work ethic, but he literally had too many concussions; he couldn't continue. Like the guy was just literally carted off the field over and over and over again. This is not like a when when Steve says he beat the, they they beat the shit out of him. That he means like physically, his body was like beaten over and over and over again, just way too the whole
1: many. He holds NFL record. Did. He was sacked. 76 times in a season like vicious hits. in 2002 oh by the way in 2005 he was sacked 68 times so his rookie season oh. his his yeah. first year in the league he was sacked 76 times by grown men <laughs> the next closest was four or less which by the way some quarterbacks only get sacked four to eight times a year was randall cunningham at 72 at number three it's david carrigan in 2005 at 68 john kitten at number four or 63 and steve bureline was 62 in 2000 he has some a lot of quarterbacks get sacked 14 15 times a year that's the difference between first and fifth he's got six more sacks in his second most sack season that's in a three-year span that's What did he? How many times get sacked in two thousand four?
0: Like I'm just curious now. It's unreal. He was literally beaten up. So what is like what caused the sacked Forty
1: nine times in two thousand four, he got sacked almost two hundred times in three seasons. He got sacked a total of two hundred and forty nine times during his tenure in Houston. Two hundred and forty
0: nine times. I, this is what I'm saying. He was literally beat up. The I know, I know. He physically couldn't take it. So does that constitute a bust because he didn't get a chance to live up to it? I mean, obviously he had um, talent or he wouldn't have been taken first overall. Whether that was like, he had a ceiling, I should say. Um, and he obviously didn't achieve that ceiling because he was physically assaulted day in, day out. Um, but what, like, what's the difference between David Carr and Ryan Leaf.
1: The difference between David Tebow Carr and Ryan Leaf is uh, Tim Tebow. Again, uh-huh. like, like I want to give one last frame of reference. Brett Favre and Tom Brady, who both played basically 20 years in the NFL, right? Like, we can both agree they both basically played about 20 years. Yep, Brady, Brady's over that. Brady's been sacked 503 times in his career, Carr did that in almost four in four seasons half of that in four seasons so if Carr had played for ten years, he would have crushed that number yeah and half the time like to yep. give you like five hundred and three like five hundred and three career sacks in twenty plus years what's what's that breakout to like five point eight point eight a season no no like ten point two yep. in the twelve season that's insane like Yeah, so David Carr never had a chance because he was thrown to the Wolves and he got his ass kicked for his entire tenure in Houston. Uh, Compare that to Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf wasn't getting his ass kicked. Ryan Leaf was just leaving his ass on the field or or, in the party box or wherever he was or at his blow dealers or wherever he was doing. Uh, God knows. I won't speculate, but I think it was meth actually with Ryan Leaf. I don't know that, so don't take that as a fact. But, yeah, and Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow just sucked. He couldn't throw a football. Just couldn't throw a football, much akin to when we make fun of Josh Allen's accuracy. Tim Tebow had gangly, herky-jerky Josh Allen mechanics, Um, but also Josh Allen's fast. Tim Tebow wasn't fast. He was just big and strong, so he could plow through for a few more yards. But um, Tim Tebow's one of the greatest college quarterbacks of all time. He was a god-awful NFL quarterback, but he was a spectacle, given that. He's also one of the most money-hungry pigs in the world, apparently. So shout us to him for that as well. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's easy to pick on these poor quarterbacks that get thrown to the wolves. Like, that's why I don't like doing this list. Like, they all get thrown in the first year. The media puts all these expectations on them because they dominated the game of boys, and they come into a game of men, and they get, they get their ass kicked. It sucks. But, I mean, let's, let's focus on other things. We'll talk about the Lions. We talk about the Lions, right? So Charles yeah. Rogers is a first-round pick, selected third overall, has four career touchdowns. That's a bust. <laughs> that is a yeah. huge bust. Um, I think I believe he was drafted in 2003.
0: Yeah, he was second overall in 'O three.
1: Yeah, so if we look at that draft real quick here, just, just for fun, right? First overall pick was Carson Palmer, who I'm a fan of, you're not. Andre Johnson, a far better wide receiver, was drafted immediately after him. Okay, this draft isn't great. Terrell Suggs is 10th. Okay. Troy
0: Polamalu was taken 16th. He's the only Hall of Famer in it. Upal Yep. I, I feel Terrell Suggs will probably get there too.
1: Larry Johnson's yep. in that draft. I mean, we're a little we're close. Some of these guys were are still Anquan I mean, Bowman taking in the second round of that draft. OCU Mignore was a hell of a football player taking that second round of that draft. Lance Briggs, Jason Witten was taking a third round of this draft. Like there's some pretty damn good football players all drafted well behind our man Charles Rogers, whose uh, yep. career numbers can be on um, one thing here. By the way, he had more catches in his, first, his freshman season at Michigan State than he had in his entire NFL career. Anyway, yeah, Charles Rogers had, uh, I think it was 22 career catches for four touchdowns in three years. And the Lions have been taking him to court endlessly for 12 years trying to get their money they paid him back, including $6.1 million signing bonus and he's filing for bankruptcy to avoid him, so let's not pile on him. Uh, Roy Williams was drafted next year. He had one Pro Bowl, so I don't know if he qualifies as a bust, but he sure as hell wasn't a fourth overall pick-wide receiver. And then the next year, they drafted Mike Williams, who I think did a little better than Charles Rogers, but not as good as Roy Williams. So,
0: yeah, the Lions. Somewhere in between.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, mean, let's see, Mike Williams real quick, Detroit Lions. He He was drafted 10th overall. Oh, Kent overall, sorry. But if you're going to throw Manziel into the bus at 22, you know.
0: I'm not saying, no, no, listen. The, here's the thing about how, like, busts are quantified by me. I look at someone who has the ingredients to be a superstar player and doesn't live up to that reason for something that they are doing. So it's different for um, – it's different if a, if a coach doesn't play you you're not. I don't consider you a bust. If you hold out all year and uh, are out of the league in two years after being a first overall pick, or three years after being a first overall pick, and you're not playing well, then you're a bust. I don't.
1: I don't know. think playing well counts. I think you can be productive or not overly productive and still be in the NFL and not be considered a bust. But you yes. cannot. You cannot be a first overall pick and out of the league within three years, and it's not injury. You know what I mean? That that yep. is that is I think that's the requisite here. I think that is.
0: I mean looking at that looking at that um Mike Williams draft that you're talking about here. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean there are almost everyone in the top ten, uh except for Troy Williamson, Cadillac Williams, and Cedric Benson um were Pro Bowl players. And yeah. that's like they were elected to one, one at least one Pro Bowl. Alex Smith went first, uh, Ronnie Brown, Braylon Edwards, then it was Benson and Williams, then it was Adam Jones, old Pac Man, uh, oh. Montreal Roll, Carlos Rogers, who somehow uh, is a Pro Bowler, and then Mike Williams. Okay. And then after be- it was Demarcus Ware, Sean Merriman. So, like, a couple of, like, stout linebackers.
1: Merriman was Rookie of the Year, defensive. Uh, runner-up for Rookie Defensive Player of the Year and, like, led the league in sacks a couple of times. I mean, he was worried as hell of shout outs to him. I, I got to issue an addendum real quick. I misread the headline. Jack Del Rio, the defensive coordinator for the Washington football team, was not fired. He was fired up after Gritty fully oh, win. Oh, I, okay. uh, I, I did not read that properly. Oh, <laughs> So, but I, again, with the Washington football team, is it really that shocking if that had happened? I mean, no. So no, I, no. I, I, I screwed up. Um want to make sure we get that fixed in there. Uh, it's only about 10 minutes later, so hopefully people won't crucify me. But if I get it, I deserve it because I, I screwed up pretty bad. I just read fired, I didn't see up at all. <laughs>
0: hey, listen, it's not your fault um, because it was. it's Washington. What would you expect? Also
1: um, Haskins is probably going to be a bust because he got thrown to the wolves in Washington,
0: by the way. Just I there's a good chance that Haskins is a bust, but he also had some time on the bench, so what do you do there? Yeah. Um, he's on the bench, yeah. He had some he had some time. He also got thrown in way too early. Absolutely. Um, what do you think about um Bosworth?
1: Before my time, but the legend of the Boz is probably my favorite bus story. Uh, I, I, I can't proclaim that I was watching Monday Night Football at three or four years old when Bo Jackson ran him over, but um, I've seen a lot of the Boz. I watched the. Uh, I think there's a thirty for thirty on the Boz. I, I love the Boz. Just a big old Southern. I think he was Southern, or maybe it was from California. You know, he had the surfer hair, the mullet. He was, like, he was like the bad boy at college football. Then he was just bad in the NFL. Because, again, probably didn't have any work ethic. <laughs> uh, yeah, the boss probably makes the list. Yeah, it, he was first overall in a supplemental draft. Is that the NFL draft? Yeah. You know yeah,
0: it's the it's, – so after everybody's first round picks, if there are um, – I think there are like stipulations with free agents where there's a supplemental round um, where you get to choose players before the second round begins. Um, And the Seahawks had a um, supplemental pick in the first round Um, and they took the boss. So he was technically 29th overall, um, but he was uh, the, he was first overall in the supplemental draft.
1: Well, because when they they say he's first overall, the supplemental draft, I've never seen a supplemental draft pick
0: that I can think of. So
1: um, yeah. yeah, that's where I was confused. Uh, I guess yeah, late first round. See, I, I have a hard time condemning guys drafted late in rounds as and I know in the NFL, like every draft pick matters. Like you can get a, you can get a Pro bowler in the sixth, seventh round in the NFL easy if you, you play it right and if he has the right attitude. But uh, yeah, man, uh, yeah. See, like if you, if, if a guy like, like Jimmy Butler for example in basketball is like a, I think twenty eighth to 29th overall pick, and like he's a star now, and that's shocking like guys pick that late generally don't become stars in basketball, but in football, a guy going 30th overall and being a pro bowler is not that big of a deal.
0: No, it's pretty common. Yeah. Usually your first round or two are filled with your guys that would be your impact players. And then your third through seven is um, guys. You, the- yeah. You, you pick up because they have a high ceiling or something that you see, um, in terms of like a, a developmental skill or they have a skill set that is raw that you think uh, with your system, you can build them up. Yeah. Cause we're it not going to go around busts. You know what I mean? Like no. <laughs> um, where do you come down on the Matt liner? I mean, he's clearly a bust. <laughs> clearly. Um, and I know that uh, just to get it on the record, Josh, Josh Rosen is a bust. <laughs>
1: Yeah, He's on a practice squad within three years without injury issues, so yes, Josh Rosen is a bust. Um, um, but Matt Leiner, uh, Matt Leiner's a bust because he's one of those guys that I say you can do it in college and you can't really do it in the NFL. And he's, he's the quarterback, although he didn't get thrown to the Wolves. They tried to bench Kurt Warner for Matt Leiner. Funny, there's yeah. that name again, uh, the most disrespected quarterback of all time, my man, Kurt Warner. Um, and they went right back to Warner very quickly. <laughs> so, <laughs> Matt, yeah. Lyon, I think Matt Lineart ended up going to Oakland for a bit too, and stunk there, and I think it was over for him. Just a typical Southern California good-looking guy that, like you know, scouts fall in love with, right? Like you ever see the movie Moneyball? I don't know how true it is, but there's a scene where, like you know, he has an ugly girlfriend, shows he has low confidence. Don't draft him or whatever. Like Just stupid metrics like that. I think Lineart hit all those weird old old man metrics that people love so much in quarterbacks, but unfortunately, push came to shove, he just wasn't very good. Um, it, it, he had an absolute unit of a team at uh, the University of Southern Cari- California. I said, Carolina. Southern California, California a.k.a. USC Trojans. And uh, he never panned out. But I don't think there have been many USC quarterbacks that have panned out. I think, as far as I know, I think the best USC uh, the best USC quarterback I can think of off the top of
0: my head, and I'm sure someone can prove me wrong, is Carson Palmer. So. You might be right. Um, Matt Leiner did make it into a Kanye West lyric, so.
1: What, what the Kanye West lyric he was in?
0: Uh, he was in um, So Appalled. I Got a Trojan in My Pocket. Matt Liner.
1: Oh, from Sci High the Prince.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes.
1: Okay. I was <laughs> think of a Kanye West line. I apologize. No,
0: no, not a Kanye West. Not Kanye, Kanye was, West song, but Ka- he's Kanye's
1: in a Kanye High, dropped him on a song. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, But that's why I was confused. I was like, Kanye? Oh, right. Yeah. Sci High the Prince line. Yeah. Shout out to High the Prince, by the way. Fantastic album. No church on Sundays. Check it out on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. Um. Yeah, Matt Line a bust. Uh, but
0: wow. Josh Rosen also a bust.
1: Uh, also very much. I, a bust. I mean, Trent Richardson is a good one. Uh, you, we just get get the heat off running backs for. I mean, quarterbacks. We're going to go to running backs. Trent Richardson couldn't find a hole if you opened it in front of him. So I mean, literally, he couldn't find a hole when you opened it in front of him. And when he was in the XFL, and he was still the same terrible running back. He's still. Yeah. I don't think he's thirty yet. Uh, I don't think Trent Richardson's even thirty yet. Uh, but like the the best is like you see Trent Richardson film, but people break it down on the teleprompter, and there's like this giant gaping hole to the right, and he runs left. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I love Trent Richardson. No, I don't, because we 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 created the first round pick to get Trent Richardson, and that sucked. He's thirty. He just turned thirty in July. So should, oh, yeah. His, his hairline he probably wouldn't be able to find a hole there either. Good Lord. It's like Ooh. three quarters of the way back of his head. <laughs> My rough. Um, and, uh, by the way, for the, if we have to do this right now. I'm saying right now, Trent Richardson, this, I'm going to send you this photo. This has to be the photo. We have to put this somewhere up in the post of the podcast. Because like, I am going to send you this right now. You can keep going, but you need to see this right. photograph.
0: Um, there were a couple of guys on a couple of lists that we saw that I thought were interesting because most of the lists that I saw were, um, typically quarterback focused like we've been talking about because it's such an integral part of the offense. It's the pivot point for most things. And usually they come with extreme hype out of college, running college systems, uh, as if it were the same as running an NFL system, even so much as to say people going, well, they ran an NFL style offense at wake forest. ipso facto their quarterback is going to translate to the nfl and that's not the case uh the defenses you're playing are typically not um up to nfl standards and uh, most of those guys get um just crushed um but i wanted to as you were taking some heat off of the uh quarterbacks going to trent richardson what about aaron curry I don't know too much about his story, but he was a fourth overall pick by the Seahawks.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was a bad one. Uh, pre Legion of Boom, pre Bandwagon, off the bandwagon Seahawks fans at like the post Sean Alexander years. Uh, or yeah. I think Sean Alexander was still there. But yeah, I mean, fourth overall, that's rough. You don't hear about a lot of defensive busts because even if they're not great, exceptional, they probably are starters or like, you know, pretty solid everyday. Every Sunday, guys. So I don't know much about Aaron Curry either, because I never gave a damn about the Seahawks when they sucked. I don't give a damn about the Seahawks now.
0: But yeah, to Russell Wilson though. What's that? Oh yeah, sure to Russell Wilson.
1: That doesn't mean anybody talks on the Seahawks. I just don't care about the Seahawks.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean he was traded uh, to the Raiders uh, like just after, like two years after he was drafted. He was replaced and then traded. Um, So it was uh, a pretty quick (laughs) um, career. His career is 48 games, uh, five and a half sacks for a fourth overall pick for a linebacker.
1: Yeah, he's definitely not a good pick. Uh, The Seahawks were not a good team when Pete Carroll got there.
0: (laughs) No, no, they um, weren't. No, Matt Hasselback did no no favors. Ah, I don't bury Matt. Matt was okay. Um, yeah, you, the Seahawks cool. had one, good, one really good. We're gonna get the win. ball and we're gonna win. Matt was okay. You're right.
1: Hey, man, like, yeah, he wasn't the best quarterback <laughs> of all time, mighty. He's not making the all time great list say, anytime soon. So, say, Matt was okay.
0: Anytime, anytime you call your shot with that big of a cojones in overtime,
1: ah, you're asking I mean, the I mean, gods.
0: I mean, if they had won, he'd be a legend. It just
1: so happened he was playing. Yes, he would Brett. be.
0: Yes. Yes, he, yes, he, he would
1: be. Brett Favre and Lambeau, did. and he did a Brett Favre and Lambeau and um, threw an interception in overtime. Much akin like the,
0: the late. Uh, pick you know, six in the, overtime for the whatever.
1: game. Brett, well, uh, potato, potato. You throw a pick in overtime, you're probably dead regardless. Brett Favre could attest to this. He did it in 07 with the Packers in the NFC Championship game at home in overtime to the Giants. You might know something about that. And he yep. did it in 2009 with the Vikings in overtime against the Saints. Like, you know, so, mind you, that being said, I have to be fair. I have to be fair. Brett Favre is better than Matt Hasselback.
0: So, <laughs> yeah. Also true, yes. What about Hasselbeck? Um, Where do you come down on, like, guys like Tim Couch?
1: Um, perfect example of guy getting drafted to – I know it's the Cleveland Browns, but they're basically an expansion team and thrown to the wolves. I'm sure Tim Couch would have been a fine quarterback. He just doesn't given the chance. Uh,
0: See, and like, this is it. Does he count as a bust because yeah, of where
1: it's he got drafted? That stunk and was out of, is out of the league in a few years. Yes, he definitely still counts. But circumstances sometimes contribute to busting. You know what I mean? Like it's it's because Johnny Carter's a bust, but he got injured towards Achilles in a preseason game, so he's still a bust. But it just the it, if. It, it, if you bust out in a, in a poker game, it doesn't matter how it happened. It happened. You're wow. bust. So you're still a bust, technically speaking. But, like, you know, there's there's degree of bustiness, so to speak, you know? The, the,
0: uh, the first eight picks of that draft are Tim Couch, Donovan McNabb, Akili Smith, also listed on our bust list, but yeah. uh, not for the same reasons. Um, Edger and James. Hey, shout out to the Edge. My guy.
1: Hall of Famer now, Ricky, I believe.
0: Is he a Hall of Famer he yet? He is.
1: Yeah, he's oh, all of dad, Hall of
0: Famer, love it. Ricky Williams, uh, past the Dutchie on the left-hand side. Torrey Holt, That's Champ Bailey, David Boston. Every one of those players, left. every one of those eight players, except for Tim Couch and Akili Smith, are pro bowlers. Two of them are currently Hall of Famers. I have a feeling Tory Holt might, I don't know, is, do you, does he make it? He played with a lot of like great players, but I don't know stat wise if he's there. He might be. I don't know. He played on the greatest show on turf, so what do you do? What, Corey Holt? Yeah. Oh Tory Holt was fantastic.
1: That was a that was a bad
0: mother that was a bad man. Tory Holt was a fantastic he's had Seventy four touchdowns and thirteen thousand yards. So
1: I mean the numbers don't reflect well, but he also lost Kurt Warner pretty early in his career and ended up with Mark Bolger and spare parts as his quarterback for the rest of his career. Oh, so yeah. Mark Balger once through for five thousand yards though, and analytics tell you that means he was a good quarterback.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm aware. I'm aware, trust me. Mike Mart's offense, baby. Mike Mart's offense.
1: Throw the ball seventy five yeah. times a game
0: when everyone else is just running the ball constantly. Yeah, that draft was um that draft was pretty stacked. Um, overall, like those yeah. those first eight picks are pretty impressive. Now,
1: a shout out to Ricky Williams, though, which you have to talk about with the Ricky Williams pick is that like New Orleans traded their entire draft class to get him, their yes. entire draft just to get Ricky Williams. Remember the thing <laughs> I think it was Sports Illustrated where he posed in the cover with Mike Dick in the wedding dress. Oh, yes. god, the um, Simon, no limit sports agency. I love Ricky Williams. Keep going. Sorry,
0: so we're talking about guys who are busts, um, but I wanted to get your thoughts. Where do you come down on the Reggie Bush argument? I don't think Reggie Bush is a bust at all. So, I, uh, are, what you are you sure? What is you, Reggie Bush, is Reggie Bush not considered a bust because he had a look? Like, he managed to find some staying power doing things that he wasn't drafted to do? Because he was drafted to be a running back, he was drafted. Yeah, he was
1: to... Never, he was never drafted to between uh, to be a run through the, between the tackles running back. He was a speed running back drafted for like sweep plays, pitches, like end rounds short screen passes. He was never designed to be a like, Derrick Henry, so to speak.
0: Right, so that's important. Never Derek Henry. Yes, I, I no, know.
1: I know. Important. And but that he was never meant to be that. He was one of those guys at overwhelming speed. Like I mean. I, 134 games, yeah. 36 touchdowns, 5,490 yards. Like, I don't – I can't – I just – he ran for 1,000 yards in 2011, 1,000 yards in 2013. He also put up receiving yards, pretty decent numbers. I can't find it. Here we go. Receiving – oh, my God. Is it – what the hell? Total yards. So, yards from scrimmage, 1300, 1300, 1200, 1500. Like, you know, like, is he great? No, but I, third overall. That whole draft looked like it was going to be the greatest draft in history. He in the top two. second
0: overall.
1: Yeah. And who, the first guy was drafted by Houston as a defensive player. What was his name?
0: Mario um, Williams. Yeah. He wasn't great. Vince Young is he a, was like a pro bowler. Mario Williams is a pro bowler? Yep. Mario Williams is a pro bowler. So was Vince Young. But to be fair, Vince Young had one good season. Also, quarterback pro bowling is different. I am well aware, yeah.
1: I, I don't want to condemn it, but generally the, the Super Bowl quarterbacks aren't in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Nor yeah. the NFC and AFC champion quarterbacks. Correct. So a lot uh, of Super Pro d- Bowlers are wildcard and playoff missing quarterbacks. Uh, look, man, is Reggie Bush an all-time great running back? No, but I, I, I have a hard time calling him a bust.
0: That's My back. only issue is is that he was taken as high as he was. You're telling me that they drafted a utility uh, utility player. Uh, at second overall and i just don't I, I believe that they drafted him to do more and when they got him they found out he couldn't do as much I
1: will say he's the mo- one of the most overhyped football players of all time coming out of the draft I, I'll, I'll give you that if that's what you want to hear I, I i would co-sign that statement
0: um he's definitely overhyped oh, i think sure. that as as a second overall pick i just think that it's I mean, Vince Young going third, whatever. Okay, you this, know what? Uh, now,
1: that I'm, now that I'm looking at some of the guys that went after him, like Cromartie,
0: D'Angelo <laughs> Williams. This, this draft is bust central. Matt Leinart in the draft. Yeah. Uh, Reggie Vince Jay Cutler's in the draft. Not that he's a bust, but man, he wasn't great.
1: The John Ferguson may be the best player in this draft, to be honest with you. Yeah. Holoti uh, Nata's in there. Defensive uh, tackle. All right. Greg Jennings, Devin Hester's in this draft. Maurice Jones-Drew is in
0: this draft. I mean, I would argue that you know Mercedes Lewis had a more productive career.
1: <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think that I think the two best players in this draft are drafted four and six in DeMarcus Ferguson,
0: and Vernon Davis. That's my yep. opinion. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I'm just saying it's not. It doesn't help his case. No, it he's on, he's but, on the edge of one of those guys where it's like, okay. okay. Like-
1: Mario Williams is a four-time Pro Bowl and one-time All-Pro defensive end. I owe sincere apologies to Mario Williams. I apologize. Maybe I just didn't care because you were in Houston. I don't know. He was uh, absolutely I, in Houston. I, 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 I want to make this a heartfelt apology that you were not a bust, and I retract all of that. Um, yeah, you were, you were much better than that. And um, four-time Pro Bowler, first-team All-Pro 2014, Defensive lineman of the year, 2007, 2 times second team All-Pro, 2007, 2007. Yeah, this man was not a bust, and I owe him a sincere apology. One of the better first overall picks, probably, to be honest with you. So let's keep moving. <laughs> we'll, we'll let him off the hook. Yeah, I, I, oh. I, I, I just wanted to make sure I got that on record that I sincerely apologize to that man because that that those are not bust accolades at all. I, I did bust about him as he busted through the ceiling. Of what you expect from a, a football player. Uh-huh. Um,
0: there. I mean, there's like there's guys that get drafted early on that have been pretty – that have had decent careers, and I don't want to throw them under the bus. Right now, we've got a lot on the record for um, busts. That there's both guys in Reggie Bush, man. That's all I'm going to say. Of course there are. I'm just asking the question because this I, I feel that already. he was there. He was there, he was ready, and then we there was all the talk. I think that I honestly and sincerely believe that the Saints drafted him to be a um Alvin Kamara, who could do a little bit of both. He also returned each month for touchdowns in one year. Yes. So, like, he, yes. He did. He did all of those things and he had an eleven year career. Does longevity play into it? Yeah. If you get drafted I mean, first overall and you end up sitting on the bench for you know, seven years, get a start, don't do well, and then you're a backup the rest of your career? Does that make you a bust? Or do you avoid the bust tag because you managed to find a way to stick? If
1: you're a career backup, you're a bust, my guy. You don't spend a first overall pick or a first round, a high lottery pick on a career backup, so that's a bust. It's got to be a bust. I'm
0: sorry. Well, I'm asking. That's what I'm saying. No, I know. I'm
1: I'm just saying that's my personal opinion. People may disagree with me, but that's how I feel.
0: Uh, you mentioned earlier. Do you think Sam Darnold's going to bust? Yeah, he already
1: is. Sorry, not sorry. He's he He's doomed the moment the Jets drafted him. So, um,
0: is there anyone um, that you think that started? Uh, I mean, is Brock Osweiler a bust? I don't know when he was drafted, but
1: no, he was like he a late of... third rounder, I believe, second third rounder. I don't think he yeah, might be right Osweiler there. Osweiler is. Oh, well, he wasn't a lottery pick. That's for damn sure. Um, no. he was drafted. A, why doesn't football reference some of the guys are drafted? That's a big move. It's the twenty twelve draft.
0: I, think I, I love how much you know about Brock Osweiler, by the way. Damn. Listen, um, he was like <laughs> that draft. um was a good one for you guys, uh, until it wasn't Andrew Luck was drafted first overall in that draft, that 2012 one. Uh, no,
1: nothing my love for my guy, Andrew Luck.
0: Did I also on Jeffrey. Is it,
1: yeah. I Jeffrey's in the 2012 draft. I feel like he was around a little longer than that.
0: Uh, Brock Osweiler. Go ahead. No, Russell Wilson was in the third round as was T.Y. Yeah. Hilton. Yeah. Brock Osweiler was taking 57th overall. Uh, it's
1: hard to call that a bust. Uh, I mean, obviously, okay. Wilson and T.Y. Hilton in the third round. And Mohammed <laughs> as well. Like, There's a pretty good – Nick Foles in third round. Well, o. NBA o.
0: Vernon was in the third round. Uh, oh,
1: man, yeah. Kirk Cousins in the fourth yeah. round. I mean, I, I think Kirk Cousins would be a bust if he was taken anywhere other than the fourth round. But, ah, oh, that's here, not there. Um mm,
0: Josh Norman was taken in the 5th round by the Panthers in this draft. Mhm.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh Alfred Morris. Sixth round.
1: There's guys. guys yeah. better than guys in the 1st round taken in the 6th round of this draft.
0: Yes. And Josh Gordon was taken with the supp- in the supplemental round uh in the 2nd round. I of the see. It. Yeah,
1: and if it wasn't for the uh Drugs and alcohol. Although uh, apparently I made the joke that it was all weed. Apparently it wasn't just all weed with Josh Gordon. Don't know what that is. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys that are a lot better. I mean, Ryan yeah. Tannehill is probably a bust then, technically speaking. I mean, kind of. He's above middle average quarterback, taking eighth overall, especially when you consider he was drafted ahead of Luke Keekley, who may have just retired, but Luke Keekley was phenomenal. Stephen Gilmore yes. was taking 10th overall. Like, that's not a bust at all.
0: Yeah. Um, so. Tanhill's an interesting case, though, because so he's been around, obviously. Or Claiborne. I don't even know who that is. Sorry, go ahead. Tannehill um, had a a rough go with Miami. He was brought into Miami as I think the the next guy. Played a bunch of years, got hurt a bunch, kind of got fed to the Wolves. Did not have a great career there. But still, in 2019, he's the comeback player of the year um, because of his resurgence with, um, well, basically riding the coattails of uh, Derrick Henry. Uh, He didn't do anything that put them out of misery. He um, played well enough to get them to a, they make it to the conference championship, I want to say. What year did, did where did they go out? Or maybe what, conference uh, game. Yeah, last year. It they they was the FC Championship. Yeah. So they like they had a chance. They were all right. They were good.
1: Yeah, but uh, good. No, no one would argue that I put them in a position to be there. He did enough no. to not kill them to put them there. I'm like, oh, my God, the other guy, the other quarterback on the team has to qualify for his bust. I can't remember his name now. The guy in Tennessee,
0: oh. uh, yeah. Mariota. Mariota's a bust. Yeah, Marcus Mariota Mariotta is a bust and a half. Jesus Christ! Boston Brandon
1: and and in the draft. How many Cleveland busts? Is there a limit on how many Cleveland busts we can have? I'm sorry, I'm cutting off. But like,
0: no, Brandon Weeden is bad Cleveland. in perpetuity. Check it out; it's a great episode. <laughs> Good boy. But yes, uh, Marcus Mariota's a bust.
1: But wasn't Mariota drafted with Winston?
0: Yes, Mariota and Winston were Winston. Um, were drafted together, and it was all about um, crab legs. Who? Who? No, about who was. Um, Going to be the best of the two of
1: them. Um, I, I think it's Winston, but barely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, statistically I know, speaking. But, 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 statistically speaking, Winston is a a vastly, better yes um, football player only because he actually threw the ball and had completions and touchdowns and you know all of those things. He um, he legitimately did what he was supposed to do. Mariota uh, went second overall in this draft. Um, and he, like, he, I, I don't know if you want to call it busting out, but I don't think he, he ever really got going. I think his, like there were years where he had, I think, like four or five touchdowns, something ridiculous like that. I need to look at his stats. to, to... Yeah, he went um, 63 total games. He's got 1,300 yards and 76 touchdowns. So he's thrown, he's thrown before his, uh, yeah. In 2019, he threw seven touchdowns In 2018, hey, he threw a, in 2018. He threw 11 yeah, and in ready. 17, he threw 13. I mean, he's yeah. not like, that's not enough from a quarterback and Winston threw, I mean, obviously Winston threw a ton, but he also threw, uh, I threw a ton of interceptions. <laughs> he's thrown a lot of pick sixes, too. Uh, so, yeah, um, Yes, he has. i, my, I, mean, I, I
1: always define Jameis Winston by three things. One, the story that we're not going to get into. Two, we he caught stealing crab legs. And three is when he tried, he, he's like, we're going to eat this W. And he ate his whole hand as a W. in Deshaun Jackson's face when he does that it just lights my whole heart. So James Winston has 121 career touchdowns and 88 interceptions current exceptions. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. All time. Like, good Lord. I know it's ugly. Um, shout out to Amari Cooper going fourth overall in that draft. (laughs) Todd Gurley went 10th to the then St. Louis, uh, Rams. I mean, there's a lot of guys in this draft that are definitely, uh, better of course, but it is what it is. I, uh, I don't know if we can bury anyone anymore. Is there anyone that you desperately needed to get off uh, off your chest in terms of bust? I know Josh Rosen has been on the tip of your tongue for,
1: for he, forever. He, he's in a practice he... squad. Three years, two or three years ago, when he got drafted, he was like, "I'm going to show everybody." Then I he was he felt slight at going at ten, and now he's out of practice squad. He fell all the way back like Trent Richardson's hairline. Good God! Did you check that image by the way? I didn't want to sidetrack. Is there anyone else I want to hammer? Um. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Uh, RG three, I guess. No, I don't want to be a dick, but. You know so is RG th- RG three? I think falls into the injured category still more bust. than anything else, but. Still a bust, but yes, still a bust. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Rosen, I will, I will give Rosen um, two points, and then tell you that I completely agree that he's a bust. Uh, one, his circumstance is awful. Oh, I agree. Uh, to begin with. He, mm-hmm. he came into a team uh, that immediately changed uh, management and decided they wanted to go in a completely different direction. Uh, and then drafted another quarterback in the first round after drafting a quarterback in the first round and not giving him an opportunity to show what he's worth. So it's not necessarily fair to him in the beginning. But that said... When he gets traded and he has a training camp and an opportunity to do something, he ends up on a practice squad. So he did it to himself. You played yourself. Shout out to Khaled. Um, Another one. it's, (laughs) It's one of those things where you feel for the guy in one minute because his situation was garbage. It's one of those things where you're like, I don't know how you end up recovering from this and then he goes to another team and you get a fresh start and he doesn't even get close to doing what he needs to do to make it work and you're like uh, you're another one of those jamarcus russells aren't you all the talent in the world no time for the work ethic and in you know 20 years when you're kicking yourself uh working at the car wash that you've leased um you're gonna wonder what happened to the multi-millions of dollars you could have made When the third overall pick walks in and says, hey, can you watch my three Bentleys? It happens. Uh, Steve, where can the people find you on the socials? At SteveSteel23
1: on Twitter. At SteveSteel23 on Instagram. I am currently going to post Trent Richardson's hairline on my Instagram story for the hell of it. Uh, It'll be there for 24 hours. I might even pin it. I don't know. My God, that is awkward looking. Uh, That's it. Uh, Come come yell your takes at me and argue with me. Let us know.
0: Let us know if you think there's bust that we missed. Let us know if you think there are people that Wonderful. are re- being unfair. What do we miss? We miss tons. Okay. We do. We always miss tons. Yeah. Um, it's been fun. Thanks for listening guys. And that does it for this week's episode of the armchair commentary. If you like what you hear on the show and you want to show us some support, please head over to patreon.com slash armchair commentary. Check out the different tiers of support. If you're looking for merch, you can head over to redbubble.com and search armchair commentary. We have all sorts of different things from t-shirts to phone cases to stickers to mugs. Anything you could possibly want. If there's something you don't see there, let us know and I can uh, likely get it arranged. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure to hit the subscribe button. We appreciate everyone taking time out of their day to give us a listen. Uh, share with your friends, head over to Apple podcast, leave us a five-star rating. Tell us what you think about the, the episodes about the podcast and uh, share us on social media. If you're following us on social media, please feel free to share our post. We appreciate it. Every time we see it this brings a smile to my face and I know it makes Steve happy too. Uh, it has been an interesting week in sports. Let's do it again next week.